welcome to Pretty Deal Podcast. This is Pat Rainwater, and I'm here live with James, owner of Zero Shortcuts Fitness Training, LLC. And one of the reasons I wanted everyone to hear about James is because he cracks me up on TikTok and really uh, does a good job of shutting down fitness and diet myths that really hurt us. And so, James, tell us a little bit about you. Hi. So I have been in the industry for over 17 years. I have my bachelor's in exercise science, multiple certifications, including certified personal trainer through ACSM, certified nutrition coach through Precision Nutrition, and I'm pre-postnatal, kettlebell, and I lost count of the other ones. But, oh my gosh. But realistically, I do what I do because I've been in the shoes of the majority of my clients when it comes to body image, body dysmorphia. Um, I'm, I'm still hearing the music on my end. I was I was trying to ignore it, but it's 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 hard. Interesting. Oh, give me one second. How sure. about now? Yeah. Yeah. Good. So go ahead. So you're talking about body dysmorphia. Um, tell us about your journey with that and what you know about it. Yeah. So even at my leanest, I thought I was still at my fattest and that's basically what it is. Uh, you spend all your time trying to just work on yourself for other people as far as validation goes. Ooh. And nothing is really good enough. You have moments of what looks like confidence and pride, maybe walking around shirtless or taking pictures and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it's basically just insecurity, just begging for validation. Oh, gosh, I love how you put that. And I feel like I don't know about you, but I feel like um, with social media being what it is, we're all out there begging for validation, whether we know it or not. So ha have you seen um, social media really affecting your clients in that manner of, you know, trying to do better, be better than everyone else, try all these crazy things we see out there? Yes, absolutely. Um, I find that comparison is the thief of joy mm -hmm. and whether they're comparing themselves to their younger selves or to a friend or someone else who's also going on a journey and they just so happen to get results faster they completely dismiss their efforts. They completely dismiss how far they've grown because it's halted by the thought that someone else is getting the enjoyment that they perceive that they should have. When realistically, they could find enjoyment that second if they know that they're being healthier, they're living a healthier lifestyle, they're taking care of themselves, they're finally prioritizing themselves. But people lose sight of that because other people don't see that right when when i think prioritizing ourselves is a big big deal and especially with women i don't know if you see it as much in men but as women we have a really hard time prioritizing ourselves and we tend to feel guilty when we do it um how do you coach your clients through your training clients through prioritizing themselves and releasing the guilt of doing that because this is a lot of work so if you're going to work out and you're going to adjust your eating and now you're sleeping and the commitment you have to prioritize it so what's, what are your best tips on coaching someone through that uh forgetting everything that they knew about diet culture and what it is that 
they should be doing based mm-hmm. on what someone told them because realistically, I don't even know for sure what they should exactly be doing until I see their day to day and how they act and react and what they can actually adhere to. And mm-hmm. they need to stop following everyone else's footsteps and start making their own. I think that's so important. And so when we're trying trying to make our own footsteps, when you're coaching through that and we're learning as a client, um, about how long does it take? Do you think, is it, is it that standard 21 day rule that makes a habit? A lot more than 21 days. I'll tell you that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I have my clients for three and six month minimum commitments, but the majority of my clients are with me for years. Wow. And it does, it does. Well, this is a lot, right? There's all these moving pieces and then you have to get out of your own head. So tell us how you did yeah. that. So you had, you had struggled with body mis- dysmorphia. You had some men- the help, mental health issues that come with that. And, you know, feeling- I still do, by the way, I still do. It's just, it just doesn't consume me anymore. Now, see, I love that. I love that you're so honest about it. One of the lines that I, that I've heard on, in, on Instagram that you did Mm-hmm. Is that finding that some of this was really messing with your worth as a trainer and as a man. And I don't think we, we really consider men's worth very much. We don't right, really hear right. you guys talk about that much. So how did that feel? And what did you do to kind of push back through that? Because we're about, um, let's see, 30% men in my audience. So I don't think we talk to them very often about this. So what can they do if they're feeling that same thing? Well, it's if you're around men who hold you to a certain standard of what they perceive a man to be, then they're who you want to stay away from because there is no expected standard of how a man should be. There is no expected standard of strength or muscle mass. It, it doesn't define the man himself because I hate when, People think that the only value that you provide is the size of your muscles or your wallet, and you could just be an asshole when it comes to everything else. Ooh, like those two and, things let you off the hook of being a, a all around right. good person. Right. Yeah. And I hate when people try to say like, well, if you're in very good shape, it shows that you have discipline and work ethic. It's like, oh, it shows that you have discipline and work ethic with working out and meal prepping. Let's see you do something that's not self-serving. Let's see you sacrifice yourself for the good of someone else in your life who like needs you. Like I'm not, I'm not impressed by the person who lives and breathes fitness and they're shredded and everything. Like, obviously, this is your life. This is what you dedicated it to. I'm impressed by the dad of four who's working a full time job who's still finding time to go to the gym three times per week. There you go. So, it can't just all be about getting in the gym and working out. You've got to work on all the other stuff inside, too. And it's like you can have this great package, but if your inside is mush, it's it's worth it's worthless. That's going to go away, the great package on the outside. So, talk to us about Oh, yeah. Like how did you how did you heal that within yourself? What are the, what are some of the steps that you took to get to where you are now, where you're healthy inside and outside? Well, I realized that a certain group that I was with, as far as like a group chat, like I'm still friends with them, but it was just 
just the environment was toxic. So mm -hmm. I just removed myself from that. So, and then already without being um, just constantly bombarded with toxicity, already my brain started kind of making sense of everything more and realizing that I was a bit out of touch with my perception of certain things and what makes a man a man and everything like that. So and, it sounds like just, you know, growth in general. You start studying and you start learning and then it becomes easier to step away from people that you're like, oh, you know what, I like you, but that's not a good fit. And that's right, not right. the direction I want to go. It, and that takes like some mental toughness. I mean, emotional oh, toughness. Yeah. So how did you do that? I mean, I imagine, you know, you have to have, do you have conversations or do you just say kind of like, no, just, no, no, just this, this isn't the group where you're like, guys, I don't feel like this is like a safe place. Like, like you don't, you don't do that with this group. You just <laughs> remove yourself and just then me. you just remove yourself and you just, make the boundaries you need to about saying certain things are off limits when it comes to talking to me about this or this or this, right? Got it. Yeah. And if, if, if they choose not to respect those boundaries, then you cut them out of your life. There you go. Yeah. So, that, and that's a tough one, you know, but I think we've all been in a position where we've had to do that. And the hardest are some of the, are, are cutting out the people that you actually love and understanding that it's just better for you and in the long run better for them also but that's so so freaking hard um let's talk we're talking about relationships with other people how about our relationship with ourselves what's been the yeah. hardest thing for you to overcome you know your your business is really dynamic and it's growing mm -hmm. leaps and bounds i've been watching your instagram and it's i mm -hmm. mean it's tenfold growing every time i look at it mm -hmm. And that has a lot to do with all the internal work that you've done and the confidence that you've built and your sense of humor, everything that you're reaching out and showing, you work so hard on the inside. It's now shining on the outside. And I love that about you. So let's talk about the relationship with ourselves, because I don't know about you, but I think that's the most important one that we have. So how did you, um, how did you fix that with yourself and how do you translate that to the people that you're coaching? So I would beat myself up a lot because in the back of my mind in the past, I knew that it wasn't as consistent as I wanted to be because mm -hmm. of my severe deprivation and how hard I worked to maintain my body. I would go on the exact opposite and binge drink and binge eat. And I knew that in the back of my mind. And I knew that as long as I kept living these two separate lives, then I wasn't being honest with myself about how much I showed up for myself. So any imperfections or something that I had with my body, it, it was just very evident that it was due to my lack of consistency and the flip-flopping back and forth. Mm -hmm. So once I just made a decision to truly show up for myself the way I wanted to, and to not binge drink anymore and to not binge eat anymore and to push myself out of my comfort zone to learn how to cook um, nutrient dense meals that I love and find the joy in 
walking and moving every day, finding the joy in working out to get as strong as possible and not just to be as lean as possible. Mm -hmm. Then so, I've never been more consistent Then I've been more consistent than I've ever been. And at that point, I don't let anything anyone says, I don't let negative comments about my body get to me because I'm literally doing everything within my power to be in the health that I'm in. And if my body's not good enough for you, it doesn't change anything about what I'm actually doing. Whereas in the past, if someone said something, there was that part of my brain that goes, yeah, you know, you are messing up a bit going back and forth between extremes. I, I noticed on your, um, I think it was Instagram. I just saw it pop up the other day where there have been a couple of people who have made comments about your body and you do such a good job shutting that down. I don't understand why anyone feels like they can make a comment about anyone's body to start with, but I've seen them do it on your Instagram and you're like, no, I saw you trying to delete that, but here you go. I'm going to talk about this and bring it out in the open. And mm. I love that you do that because it one puts them in their place as they should be. And two, it opens the door and the space for other people to take agency over themselves in their body. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like, how did you go through that process to from worrying about what people said to now being able to say, hey, I'm going to call you out for that and I'm going to correct it for everybody? Yeah, so it does help that it's usually a faceless, no profile picture person. Like, And also, I know that nobody, nobody with an ounce of credibility or at least some sort of emotional intelligence at least would have the capacity to do that. So I know that before I even respond, I've already won from an intellectual standpoint. <laughs> right. So I know that who I'm talking to is not even worthy enough of getting in my head. But I think to myself, if I can make an example of this and show people how to deal with it, mm -hmm. then maybe it would actually turn some hate into something useful. Oh, I think so. I think it, it teaches people to kind of reset their mindset of, hey, I, I don't have to first, first of all, I don't have to listen to that. And second of all, I'm going to say something about it. And I think one of the, the like the final stage of healing is when you take what you've learned and what you've suffered through essentially, and you start sharing it with other people. And I see you doing that. And, and that's one of the ways I see you doing it is saying, hey, this is not cool. And I'm going to show everybody else that they don't have to take it either. And I always wondered, like, do they ever answer you back after you, no. after you make content out of it? No, I just, <laughs> I think I've proven, I think I've proven like I could be nice until I'm not. And yes. I don't think that they want that. So they pretty much know that, all right, I might as well stop while while he's being nice. Yeah, that exactly. Like they don't want to know what's going to come next. I, yeah. I, I love that. And the, one of the other things I super love on your TikTok and Instagram is Tammy. And I yeah. love when I see a real start and it's like, okay, stitch incoming. And I'm just waiting for her. So tell us about the alter ego Tammy and why you do it and what her purpose is. Well, Tammy was created when 
back in 2020, I was just kind of um, like mimicking my wife's content where she would just um, like say stuff and point at the screen and, and like dance a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then people thought it was really funny. And then I figured, oh, I can probably make this into like a character. Mm-hmm. And then I just thought that Tammy was a funny name and she just grew and evolved and like you can like see Tammy evolving through my TikTok playlist of just like her delivery and her confidence and the points that she's making and I really do just kind of I go straight into another character the second I put that wig on. You do? I, I can tell. She's always, and it's funny because anytime I see that stitching coming, I just know that someone is about to get wrecked on the, whatever yeah. you're stitching to. The other day I saw one about um, gut health and you were like, oh my gosh, you're just a baby starting out on the MLM. Like, this is not healthy. This is not good. And this is not what we need to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. And recently there was another one that you did, um, it was a black and white post that came up and this chick was kind of saying, no one wants to be fat. Ever, whoever says that. I oh mean, yeah. Yeah. That was really something in telling. So what on that post, when she made that post, what made you go, I got to, I got to talk about this and set this straight. What were the points you were trying to set straight on that? Oh, well I've been, I made another post about her today just cause she's just, she's just awful at this job. She is, <laughs> She, she should not be responsible for people's well-being. She's a perfect example of someone who understands fitness, but does not understand how to coach fitness. Uh-huh. There's a big difference. Of course. You're dealing with human beings. These aren't nutrition and exercise robots you just send, like, commands to, mm-hmm. and then they just do it. Like, like I said, I have clients – for like six months to like years because I'm undoing years and years of either trauma or their brains thinking that this is supposed to go this way or this way. And I have to get them past all these limiting beliefs, all these perceived notions about what fitness and nutrition really is. And then, and I need to get them out of their own way before we actually start making progress. I love that. I love that you spend the time to get us out of our own way. And I say us, I'm not a client. One of my friends mm-hmm. is your client though. Mm-hmm. And, um, I see the changes in her um, and it's, it's amazing. Just her skin is glowing. She is so much happier. She is um, so committed to this program. Yeah. And one of the things about her and, and is that she's postmenopausal and she's she was struggling with other trainers because they were trying to give her this cookie cutter thing for this yeah exactly that is not what she is and um she really loved you and that's how i found you is because you actually listened to her and so how do you how do you do that so if i'm talking to you about becoming one of your uh clients what kind of questions are you asking me to figure out what it is i need well, one of the sheets in the onboarding process are 10 limiting beliefs about yourself. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to fail. I don't think this is possible. I don't think I'm going to ever stop binge eating. And it's all stuff that we kind of just have in the back of our mind that you don't address because you're just trying 
new fad diet after new fad diet or new workout after new workout. And it's like, no, this is the stuff you need to focus on. And I know it's uncomfortable, but we need to stay here. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the bottom of it and then you make sense of it from a logical standpoint and you let them know, like, this isn't one and done. You're going to mess up again. You're going to have an issue again, but it's not going to consume you. We're just going to talk about it. You know that one day of messing up is not a big deal, but if your guilt overwhelms you and it turns into three days, now we're talking about a pattern. So it's not so much the food, it's not so much your inability to show up for yourself or not. It's you falling victim to your limiting beliefs and just being swayed in either direction of thinking you're worthy of success or not. And how do you coach someone out of a pattern like that when you start to notice it? And I know you're really connected to your just watching my friend interact with you, I know you're really connected to your clients. So when you notice a pattern, is it is it like a dad talk when you're trying to get them out of the pattern or? No, 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 no. I never, I I talk to them human to human. It's, I love it's that. Hardly, it's, it's hardly ever me in my like authoritative chair. Mm-hmm. I will be genuine about holding them accountable, mm-hmm. but... I'll get them to kind of say it themselves without me saying it flat out. Oh, so that's nice. So it's kind of like they have to take accountability for it and verbalize it. And they kind yeah. of start getting themselves out of that box and you're just helping, holding the door open, helping them get out. Is that? Yeah. Is that yeah. Like I have a, a um, I have a daily um, active habit tracker and oh. it tracks their protein, their fiber, their steps, their sleep quality, their hydration. And it's just useful because if they're not getting results or if we're going in the other direction, then we have the data in front of us to see where they're falling short. And then it's a topic of discussion. And not only that, but I have a weekly check-in sheet that they tell me three wins that they have and three Mm -hmm. things that they feel like they could have improved. Nice. And then we talk about that. So it's all stuff that people don't face that are now being faced. And because it's coming to the forefront and because it's not becoming a priority, then it needs to be dealt with. And once it's dealt with, then you can start moving forward. But if you don't deal with these things, there's no amount of diets or workouts that will bring you to your goal because you'll keep being hindered by your patterns. I, I love that you deal with the whole person. We're just not talking about muscles and diet. Oh, um, uh, yeah. You know, there's a, and that you realize that because I've, I've gone to many trainers and that's why I don't do it anymore is because I'm like, ah, they forget. And there's like a whole other person inside here that's struggling with other things on the daily, trying to make sure that even the workout happens. And it just leads to, if the whole person's not being dealt with, I felt like it just leads to us giving up on ourselves and, with that said, what do you see the most? What are the reasons why most people give up in in your practice when you're coaching people and just people all the way around? You've got a long history in the fitness world. So what makes us give up the easiest? Yeah, so I have people giving up all the time. And it's sad because they invest a, a lot of money, mm-hmm. a, a significant amount of money. And it's because... 
they feel very comfortable with me. They trust me as they should. And I make sure that they're in a safe place when they sign up. But I tell them, hey, I know that we're very optimistic during this call. I'm not impressed if you do everything you're supposed to do in ideal scenarios full of optimism. That's not the problem. The problem is when you're having a horrible week hmm. and things all of a sudden are not optimal. What are you going to do then? How are you going to show up for yourself then? Because that's the real world. Right. The, 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 the soft, cushy, not pushing out of your comfort zone mindset that you have right now is what's keeping you where you are. Right. So right. that's, that's just flat out how this goes. And then sure enough, uh, when they don't manage their schedule, when it comes to the work life balance, when they don't address their impulses with the binge eating and they don't like fill out the tracker, they, instead of feeling like they're winning, 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 they feel like they're losing, losing, losing. Mm-hmm. And then it's better to, it makes it not real if you don't have to report to someone. Oh God, that's so true. It's so true. And then they just freeze, right? Because they're like, never mind. I guess I'm, I guess I give up now. Yeah. And I'm like, don't do this. Don't. It's just like, this is why you signed up. I was like, just this, yeah. this is the part where you grow. And the growth is the hardest part. It's like I the the tagline I use is it's gonna hurt if you grow, it's gonna hurt if you don't. So pick your heart. Yeah. You know, right, right. You have to move. Yeah. And like movement and exercising is so good for the mental health, right? And that's one of the things I always say is if you're struggling, that's my modality, is if I get depressed or if I struggle, and that happens often. And people are surprised to hear that because of what I do, but you know, that's why I do is because I know like life is freaking hard and you of course curve bar curve balls from every direction. And so when I get in that moment, I get out and walk or run because it just turns your brain off and makes you focus on not, you know, your eyes start focusing out. And so you don't trip and fall on your big head. You know, you don't have time to ruminate about all the shit that's bothering you. Is, is that how working out affects your body also? Well, I I tell people all the time, stop, stop looking for motivation. If you look for motivation, you're screwed. I just, it's, it has to be straight discipline. The same way, the same way you brush your teeth, the same way you put the dishes away. It Mm -hmm. just, you have your workouts three times per week. You're going to feel better from it. It's not digging ditches. You're not going to be worse off from it. So (laughs) just know so just know that this is going to improve your quality of life. You're getting your steps so that you're not just sitting all day. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the steps as far as exercise. It's the fact that you're not just sitting or lying down all day. Again, this improves your quality of life. Mm-hmm. And regardless of how you feel about it, you need to show up because then it's just something that you do. Speaking of showing up, um, when you're when you're picking who you're going to coach, I, I think this is something people don't realize about coaches. Well, about good coaches is that there are people that you will not coach. So yeah. tell us about those people. What kind of work do they need so, to do? Should people so, do before they get into a coaching relationship? So funny you said that. I actually gave like the quickest refund I've ever given the other day. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to say where she was from because I don't want everything mm-hmm. I'm talking about her, but um, That's okay. it was a very wealthy woman who had no problem telling me how wealthy she was. And that's, it's just, it's usually a bit of a red flag is usually it's kind of like a power thing that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And because no one owns me, I'm, I'm here to coach you and give you the tools and resources you need, but I am not your employee. Right. Oh, right. I, I, mm-hmm. I make that very clear. And there's a lot of successful people who I trained in the past who kind of would talk down to the trainers like that because maybe they're very successful in all aspects of their life, but they're letting this go and it's a blow to their ego. And as long as they like remain like in control, then they can still be like top dog. Do you know what I mean? Oh, uh-huh. so they gotta, you gotta be able to put your ego down a little bit to come get trained. Yeah. You yeah. Open to it. Yeah, yeah, like just like just like I said before, how I talk to people human to human, uh-huh. I don't think I'm better than anyone, and certainly no one is better than me. And so there's a woman who signed up, and first she was a little like erratic, going all over the place, but I can tell that there was just a lot of emotions going into this, and she's been like burned before, so I was empathetic and I understood. Yeah. And 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 she signed up for a very very big package, and then after some like back and forths for a while that that was a little annoying um she finally paid and then she's like all right so now that we're doing this i need you to make sure that you do this 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 and this and this and this and i just she's typing out this novel and i'm like okay if you check your email i just refunded you I was like this is this is not going to happen yeah I was like, Ab- absolutely not i was like this is a very close relationship that me and you are supposed to have and there's supposed to be trust. There's supposed to be understanding. I'm supposed to help you grow. This is you just talking at me and sending commands to me. I was like, that is, that is not going to work. Cause I would not even do that to you. Yeah. Ouch. And out, so outside of her, what are some other, uh, person, what are some other so, dynamics that you would say, well, yeah, you got to work on this before we start yeah. coaching? So, so I, I mean, I named my business Zero Shortcuts. So I pretty much say what I'm all about from the very beginning. Right. Yeah, right? you do. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, all right, I have a bachelorette party in like two months. I'm like, mm, I'm not your person. I was like, I, I have no problem with you having the goals of wanting to lose as much weight as possible in two months. But... Mm-hmm. You got to go to someone else. That is not me. I will not give you a very low calorie diet. I will not run you into the ground. Um, I think that's a very toxic way of thinking, especially if you're losing a bunch of weight for like what one or two pictures, and then and then you're gonna go ape shit at the bachelorette party <laughs> and just and and just lose everything. It's so stupid. Yeah, like, I can see that. My clients, you're doing a lot of work. You are too. Yeah. Yeah, like all of my clients who go on vacation are so grateful and happy that they took these healthy balance habits and brought them to the vacation, right? Oh. Like, like there's this weird stigma that people have on vacation that like it's like looked down upon if you go for a walk or exercise. And I hate that because it's like 
but it makes you feel good. So why would I not want to feel good on vacation? I have all the time to relax. Why not just go for a walk in the sun? Or if there's a weight room, why not just get my workout in? But yeah, why is that a big exactly? And, it's like you, you go on vacation and you forget everything that you've learned. Right, right, uh, and and that and like some people feel like compelled to overeat or eat bad. It's like so you want to feel like shit on the beach. Yeah. It's like, no, no, it's, I do not. It's like, it's like, it's like, think about it logically. It's like, you can carry these habits onto into your vacation and stop living the two separate lives and have a wonderful vacation where you still have a few drinks, you still eat the food you love, but you're not going to feel awful and you'll never change your consistency. Right. And that comes with, you know, just setting true, like truly setting realistic goals and being very specific about it and knowing that it's a life, this is a lifestyle thing. I think so many times a diet and exercise, we get wrapped up in this, you know, lose 20 pounds in a week and all that kind of BS knowing it's not healthy. And second of all, it's not sustainable. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, now like there's, there's like a limit, right? It's like, if, if everyone's, going out and like you decide not to go out because you want to be at the gym all day, then, then it's like, all right, well, like you still need to enjoy yourself, you know, like mm -hmm. don't get like obsessive, but like every time I go on vacation, I may not work out, but I always get my steps in. Okay. So there's a, you don't have to do all of it, but do some of it. Keep some of yes, it. Yes, right, 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 right. Not just completely everything and then completely nothing. Right. Oh, and what does that do to your body? If you that's got to not be great for cortisol levels and whatnot. If you're oh yeah, you're you're uh, just you're talking to someone who went on complete benders. Like, like I remember my bachelor party in New Orleans. I just only drank for a day and then i realized at like 8 30 p.m like oh i haven't had any food oh my gosh yeah yeah how'd you survive? i okay. i well at that point we're in bachelor party was like four days oh gosh the only thing i could keep doing was basically keep drinking until i had a massive massive hangover on the way home oh wow like that and sounds like a scary, scary hangover that may need intervention. Like that sounds like that could be very dangerous. Yeah, it was just it was just a bender. I, mm -hmm. um, my my friends just that's just what we did at bachelor parties, and yeah. and it wasn't until a bachelor party I actually uh, like talked about this on my content. It wasn't until a bachelor party in twenty twenty one where I just came home and I'm like, that's it. That's it as far as like the benders and stuff and going that many days of just completely disregarding my health. Yeah. And since then I said no to the bachelor parties and the Vegas trips and the AC trips. And I just started focusing on me. So that's the important like takeaway is once you decide you're going to focus on yourself, all of these other things can fall in line. You know, and I, I think another thing is we get 
focused on one thing about ourselves to fix, not realizing we, we really need to be working on the entire package all the time. Otherwise it doesn't, it's like cogs in the wheel, those cogs, you know, it doesn't fit together. If you just like right. super healthy on the outside, but your inside is all screwed up. It's like, it's never going to work well. You're never yeah. going to do it. Um, so tell us, how do we find you, James? How do, if someone wants to go find you and take a look at your great content or find you to talk to you about becoming a client, where do they go find you? So on TikTok, I'm Jay Capola Fit Coach. Mm-hmm. And on Instagram, it's pretty easy. It's just James underscore Capola. Mm-hmm. And you can feel free to message me, check out my website at um, jamescapola.com and I will be here to answer any of your questions. I do ask me any things on my um, Instagram story all the time. And- I love to ask me any things. Mm-hmm. So what we'll do is we'll link, um, we'll do a post and we'll link uh, this rec- a recording of this along with all your social media handles. And do you have like mm-hmm. one last takeaway for us, James? Yep. Just make sure that you're getting in shape for you and not anyone else. It takes a lot of the pressure off. Oh, I love that. Yes. Do it for yourself. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us, James, and we're going to um, be heading out. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please follow, like, share with your friends if you think it's helpful and go follow James on all social media channels. You're going to love his content. It's going to make you laugh and you're going to learn a lot of stuff. And just wait till you see Tammy slide into the scene in her tights and wig. Mm-hmm. <laughs>